Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston. And across from me, the hottest, the greatest, the most loving, the most caring and thoughtful and emotionally intelligent person I've ever met in my entire freaking life, Mr. Charles <laughs> Chuck Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Oh, better now. Yeah, you yeah. feeling good? Feeling great. Good. That was good. so kind of you. We'll solve that. I don't deserve it. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, this is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week. So if you haven't done it yet, make sure you subscribe, hit follow, all those things, leave a rating and review. And by the way, if you're listening right now, chances are you could go and watch the podcast on YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey, something like that. If you want to see our faces uh, while we are talking about these things, go over there. You want to see Nate's face. Yeah. You don't want to see Charlie's. It's just a byproduct of watching the podcast. Yeah. You'll you'll see Charlie's face. Just ignore me. So I guess that kind of kills the whole selling point of the whole thing. <laughs> you know. Well, now they might want to see why. That's true. You know, go look for yourself, folks. It's a sight. <laughs> let me tell you what. Okay, let me tell you. We got big, big news that no one thought was coming. Kamala Harris has announced her campaign to definitely become president at some point in the next four to five years. <laughs> now that's from the Babylon Bee. Uh, God, that's... They, they are so good. <laughs> Listen, I could end up losing a bet here and I, and honestly didn't think I was going to. You know, I had that bet going when Biden won that there was no way he was going to serve an entire term. And he could end up making it all the way through a term. And now... He's officially announced that he's going for a second term. Mm. He's doing it. Mr. 80-year-old uh, Joseph R. Biden. He would That means he'd be president until, I think, until he's about 86 years old, which is just too much in my opinion. Mm. Honestly, I guess the age part doesn't matter. What matters is your mental acuity, whether or not you're actually here or whether or not you're, in fact, the, uh, the resident instead of the president. Um, he seems to be more of a resident-type president. I don't think he knows what's going on, but hey, he's he's running for 2024. We could, in fact, have another Biden versus Trump election. Let's finish this job. Finish says. this job. Now, he oh, an, he announces. Let's destroy America before. Yeah, there's still a little bit of America left, everyone. Yeah. We got to finish the there's job. There's a few people out there still <laughs> telling the truth. We got to we gotta look. We're going to crush him. Yeah, and in a um, in a quote here from Biden, he says, "Look, Jack, I'm running for president in 2024." No, I'm serious. It's no joke. <laughs> That's not what he said. He actually announced this via a pre-made campaign video, and this is where it gets really sad because the guy is so old and so terrible at speaking. He looks like in that picture he just came out of the casket, right out. Yeah, I mean he's looking good right there, looking fresh. Yeah. Now. He's so terrible at speaking that they know he can't do a, a rally and get people excited because if he does a campaign announcement rally, no one's going to be excited whatsoever. They're going to feel bad. Everyone knows it's uncomfortable to listen to this guy talk. But luckily, they made a campaign video announcement. And of course, it starts off with clips from January 6th, uh, but we're <laughs> because... How could you announce you're running for president without starting with clips of January 6th? 
So we are going to play this video. It's three minutes long. If you're watching with us on YouTube or Rumble or Odyssey, then you get to watch the video with us. Everyone else, you're just going to listen. You won't get the full emotion because there are so many emotional and uplifting video clips in this announcement that would make you consider voting for Biden. But unfortunately, you're just going to hear uh, the sounds and the sound of Biden talking. And Tom, not that, great. Tom, that's exactly what I was thinking. That's probably pure AI. It's, the parts where he's talking. Yeah, it's definitely not even Biden. So now, by the way, if you want to comment and talk to us, go to joingml.com or godhatesfeds.com. Be part of the Fed Haters Club. So joingml.com or godhatesfeds.com. Here we go. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. This is going to swell your vote, man. I hope you're ready. <sighs> Epicness. J6. Abortion. Freedom. Personal freedom is fundamental to who we are as Americans. There's nothing more important, nothing more sacred. That's been the work of my first term, to fight for our democracy. This shouldn't be a red or blue issue. To protect our rights, to make sure that everyone in this country is treated equally and that everyone is given a fair shot at making it. Now, question, should we make fun of the video as we go along, or should we just watch the whole thing? Uh, I don't know. Whatever you feel like doing. Because I've already got a lot of different things to say, <laughs> and, and I'm not sure I'm going to remember all of them. Uh, so he's already talked about equality. And make it, now, what he means fighting by- Fighting for democracy. Fighting for, yeah, that's good. Now we went over you know, how his campaign concocted this letter from 50 Intelligence community officials uh, saying that that laptop is Russian disinformation. Uh, and he's not going to be doing any primary debates, which is normal for an incumbent president anyway. But of course, he is the one who's saying he's fighting for democracy. So I feel like those are kind of at odds with one another. And what he means by equality is that some people are going to get more benefits than other people, depending on the color of their skin or whatever. That That's equality. Yeah. From, from what well, I, and then, other people with a different color of skin pay for it. Yeah. And freedom, that's that's paramount. That's the most important thing that he's he's, five, he's president. And personal freedom. Personal freedom. As long as you want to be personally free to cut your little girl's breasts off. I mean, that's, you know, we we're big in the personal freedom yeah. or kill your baby. As long as that's what you're talking mm -hmm. about. Okay? Other stuff like guns or speech or privacy or like any of the other things that are out there not so much on those mm -mm. freedom things nope but if you okay. want to pretend to be a woman mm -hmm. and then murder your baby <laughs> and then if you let your baby grow up you can cut their genitals off yes that's true freedom that's freedom that's what america <laughs> that's, was founded on yeah but you know, around the country, MAGA extremists are lining up to take on those bedrock freedoms. Cutting Social Security that you paid for your entire life while cutting taxes from the very wealthy. Dick okay. Now we're talking about how he can't even do... seven seconds. He can't even do the video announcement without sounding like there's something wrong. Yeah. I mean, and you know, they recorded this in like short clips. Multiple times, probably. Exactly. This is the best audio they got. Is Magnus Republicans are good. Like they can't even get him to say it clearly when he's not even yeah. talking live yeah. to people. It's sad. Sad, man. 
Now, cutting Social Security that you paid in your into your entire life. I could be completely wrong in this, but I do. I've yet to see a plan that's actually going to cut people's Social Security checks that are getting those right now. Uh, now they've talked about raising the age, and that's not even a serious suggestion. Like you're, they're still talking about that, like the one guy who put out a plan that no one's actually going to do. No one's talking about actually doing something on entitlements. That's the point. Yeah. They would lose a they would lose their reelection immediately. They just can't do that. Okay? Now this points out abortion right here. Uh, very upset about the Roe versus Wade thing, of course. So going to run on that. Got to make sure people stay upset about that kind of thing. And then cutting taxes for the wealthy. You wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to cut. Now he he talks about Social Security and he talks about cutting taxes on the very wealthy, which are different things, by the way, because we we pay into Social Security with our our FICA taxes. You know that's what we pay in with. Um, those haven't been cut for people that are very wealthy. We're paying in same amounts we've been paying in. Um, the two things are not related. That's what I'm trying to say. All right. I have a feeling this entire video is not going to be coherent. Oh. Because it doesn't have to. You know what? You're right. You know, it must be easy to be a leftist, by the way. Oh, it's so easy. You don't have to have any, you know, principled, coherent, logical mm -mm. thoughts. You can just weave your way around, just take an emotional stance on every issue. Pure emotional and drive. Just, you know, you just believe what you feel. All right, here we go. Dictating what healthcare decisions women can make. Banning books and telling people who they can love all while making it more difficult for you to be able to vote. None of that's true. <laughs> that's, Literally. Everything was, he I, just said is not true. I was thinking about, uh, now people are banning specific books around the country. I, I don't, I think people are already trying to go too far with that. We're, I think that's a complicated conversation. They're not banning the book. True. It's not like the book can't be in publication or it's sold true. at a library or anything like that. Good point, yeah. It's not banned. Like you think of Soviet mm. Union banning books or Nazi Germany mm. banning books. It literally, you couldn't have that book in your possession. Like you would get murdered. You would, yeah. The if they found you with a book. Death. Yeah. No, these are the kind where they take uh, instructions on how to put, oh man, days where I know your mom's hanging out watching with us right now. It's, you know, it's just tough because I don't want to say these are books that give your kids instructions on the right kind of dildos to put in their butts. Yeah. Stuff like that. Like those kind of books, they've decided that uh, they're not going to put them in the school libraries, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, or how to put a condom on a banana. Those kind of things, <laughs> you know, when you're four years old. <laughs> Stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And then they say telling people who they can love. I don't know if people have actually told people that they can't love anyone. No. Like, I know he's trying to make a different point with that, but I, I'm just not sure that that's what any of the laws say. And didn't he in 2012? <laughs> like 2013 or 2012, as soon as then. Look, man, a marriage is between one man and one woman. Why are we even talking about that? We got the economy. And this and that. But look, yeah, of course, you know, look, man, marriage is just between one man and one woman. It's no joke. Yeah. They haven't changed the law on that. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. 
and we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom, more rights or fewer. Now he's, he says that there, we're in a battle for the soul of America. And he might be speaking truthfully on that. He just not has he just has not clarified whether or not he's a good person or if he's a demonic force trying to take over everyone's souls. And so that I mean he could be trying to to get your soul. I'm not sure. Are we gonna have more rights or fewer? That's where we're at right now. I know what I want the answer to be, and I think you do too. This is not a time to be complacent. That's why I'm running for re-election. Because I know America. I know we're good and decent people. I know we're still a country that believes in honesty and respect for treating each other with dignity. Honesty, huh? That we're yeah. a nation where we give hate no safe harbor. We believe that everyone is equal, that everyone should be given a fair shot to succeed in this country. Thank you for choosing Thank us. You. Every generation of Americans have faced a moment when they have to defend democracy. Stand up for our personal freedom. Stand up for the right to vote and our civil rights. And this is our moment. If you're with me, go to JoeBiden.com and sign up. Let's finish this job. I know we can. Because this is the United States of America. There's nothing, simply nothing we cannot do if we do it together. Oh, God. Honesty. There's been a point in America where we've always had to fight for democracy. He's which, which side will you be on, folks? He sets up these things like they're they're fighting. They're still fighting for your right to vote. Like he sets up these things that are just fights that they created, you know, that aren't even real things that we're we're trying to decide. Okay, like we're deciding whether or not we should make sure that you're you when you vote. That's that's about it. We're not really fighting for your right to vote or anything out here. We're, we're creating a fake fight. It was a good video. At I'm, the end, I was I felt like I needed to stand up. I know. I still do. Yeah. I still feel I still need to stand up and go somewhere else so I don't have to listen to it anymore. Look, there's talented people on both sides. Mm, yeah. You know? They make got, good videos. They've got great propagandists over there. <laughs> uh, for sure. All right, let's see what else we got going down the list. Okay, we watched the video. Oh, this is pretty funny. This is a 404 page right here. You know, when you, you get to that blank page, nothing to do. It says, you're lost, Jack. Let's get you back on the rails. <laughs> and buy my t-shirt while you're at it. There's a link for the t-shirt there on the 404 page. That's nice. That's a real 404 That's, page of Biden-Harris? Sure. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here's where, here's, here's where the rubber starts to meet the road, because there is going to be an actual election. And there are actually going to be people running against Biden. And listen, as long as Donald Trump 
is alive and is still legally allowed to run, he's going to be running. Now, if he's actually in prison at this time, I I know he'll still run from prison, but I, I'm not sure what how he'll do in the primaries at that point uh, because people will find it harder and harder to believe that he, he could actually be the president. But let's just say it's going to be Trump or DeSantis, who hasn't announced yet. All right. Trump will most likely be the guy. And if you look at the most recent polls, and it's got uh, Rasmussen, Harvard Harris, Wall Street Journal, all these things, that, there's actually a few of these showing right now that head to head that Trump could actually beat Biden at the moment, which is interesting to me in the general election. I don't think that's the case at all. In fact, I tweeted out today that if Trump is the nominee, that the, there's zero. I said absolutely zero chance that Trump is going to beat Biden. Um, I, I'm not going to say zero. And then I say bookmark this tweet. So I just don't see it being the case at all. You still think it's possible? I do think it's possible. How? Because of all the craziness that happened. I know, at but least people, crazy on both sides. Yeah, but at least people, I think people in the middle were like, at least we knew what we had with Trump. Like his policies weren't that bad. He was I just agree with a you. bully on Twitter and said some dumb things. All that was the case in 2020 also. I know, but I think people realize now that how much worse things got. I mean, I'm talking to people that are in the middle. Um, so I'm thinking... It was 14% of independents that want you, that uh, want Biden to run. You're talking to the other ones, the 86% of people that don't <laughs> want Biden to run. Yeah. I think it's possible. I'm. It's not likely. I'll agree with that. Not mm. likely. But I do think it's possible because people knew, even if they didn't like Trump, they knew what they had with Trump. Yeah. With Biden, it's unpredictable, right? Are men women or women men? Are we going to, you know, are we going to have the kids in school? Are we not going to have kids in school? Is there going to be, does COVID exist or not exist? Can I run my business or not? Like there's... There's a lot of, I think, promises made by the Biden campaign that just aren't aren't coming true. And I think the other problem is they just don't believe them. They don't trust them. <clears throat> I got I'm not you. saying people trusted Trump, but. Right now, these polls are giving DeSantis a better chance at beating Biden than Trump. Um, personally, I don't think Trump has a chance. I think the people, the general populace is going to vote based on who they hate more. Um, I've said this a bunch of times. I have family members who said, there's no way 80 million people actually like Biden that much. And I said, no, you're right. There's that many people who hate Trump. And that's why they voted for Biden. And I think that number has only gone up. And so I think there are more people who hate Trump than there are people who hate Biden. And therefore, I think the people who hate Trump, because now hate is uh, is fear, essentially. Who do you fear being the president the most now? And I think, generally, people fear and hate Trump more than they fear and hate Biden. And therefore, it would be simple, pretty easy for Biden to win. He won it from his basement last time. And this time, he might come out of the basement a little bit more, although he did announce his campaign with a, with a pre-recorded, pre-made video, not with like a big campaign rally or anything. Um, right now, this gives DeSantis a little bit better chance in beating Biden than Trump beating Biden. I think that that's 
probably accurate. Uh, but we'll see. We don't even know if DeSantis is going to run yet. Who knows? Because he, he hasn't officially announced. He might decide. But the thing is, if it's Trump and DeSantis and whoever else, like Trump's going to win. The, the polls aren't even close. It's not even close right what, now. Here's a question. What if, so I think Dave Smith is planning on running, right? Uh-huh. Libertarian. So if he gets the nominee and he's on Joe Rogan mm-hmm. and some other huge podcasts and stuff, do you see a bigger vote for the Libertarian? Than the last 2024? time? Than 2020? Let's say than ever before. More than um, Gary Johnson? I'm not sure. And if that's the case, is that mainly going to take from the right? Uh, you think? I don't know. I don't. I think it takes pretty evenly from the right and the left. Maybe a little bit more from the right. Magoo says um, that he's allegedly announcing on Rogan this week. Mm, well, that'd be cool. Because if it's Trump versus Biden again, like it's going to be similar to Trump versus Clinton, 2016, mm-hmm. and the, people are not going to want either of those. Also, very similar to Trump versus Biden. Very similar to Trump, yeah. And so imagine if, you know, Joe Rogan has, what, 20 million listeners? I think it's 11 or 12 on 12 episode, million something listeners, like that. Right? And then from that, at least Dave Smith is, I think, articulate enough to do pretty well in the media circuit and probably get enough attention. And then what, you know, probably won't still make the debates because you're not going to poll high enough. But if enough people find out... Mm. How many votes does that actually sway? I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be great, but I think it's going to be interesting. Are you saying that the libertarians are going to, are essentially going to make sure Biden wins by pulling votes from the right? No, I'm not going to say they're going to make sure. <laughs> no. I'm just, I'm curious how that's going to play out. Yeah. You know. No, it'll be, it'll be interesting. if Dave Smith runs, I mean, that's who I'm going to vote for. If he's running, <laughs> if he's running, he'll end up being a nominee. No offense to everyone else who's thinking about running, but he's got the most notoriety. He'll be the one who ends up winning uh, and getting that nomination from the uh, Libertarian Party. And I think he'll pull a lot better than Joe Jorgensen did. I'll tell you that. Um, I don't know if he'll if he'll do 2016 numbers because I don't think uh, I. I don't think 2016 had anything to do with the the candidates. I think it had to do with, well, I think it had to do with how terrible the Republican and Democrat candidates were. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see on that one. How about this next thing? We're going to do a few video clips also today. But since we're talking about Biden right now, we'll play a clip from yesterday or the day before. And Charlie, these are the kind of clips that just, they really they make me upset. Yeah. Yeah. They butter your biscuits? They they light a fire. They light a fire up under me, man. Let me tell you what. <laughs> All right, let's get to the beginning of this one and go. Rebecca put a teacher's creed into words when she said, there's no such thing as someone else's child. No such thing as someone else's child. Our nation's children are all our children. Rebecca put a teacher. Okay. Mm. That's a very scary proposition to me. Okay. I don't know how this became something that was so easy for everyone to say out loud, but that's, it's objectively false, first off. It's legally false, first off. <laughs> I mean, just ask those parents in uh, Virginia that are getting charged because their kid, or the mom's getting charged because her kid took a gun to school and shot the teacher. Well, they didn't charge the community with anything. <laughs> they charged the parent. Okay. They didn't charge the whole nation. So someone's got responsibility. Yeah. 
It's the parents' responsibility. That's actually why that story made it in the White Pill Wednesday, because they're like legally defining, yes, this is the parents' responsibility, what the child does. This idea that it's it's all of our nation's children and it's the community's children is it's gross. Ju- it's the most, it's clearly the most collectivist, communist, Marxist BS. And to hear it coming from someone who just announced he's running for re-election is absolutely disgusting to me that we're even talking about this in a U.S. presidential election. And he just wants to rub their shoulders and smell their hair. Yeah, I mean, he I mean, he wants them all to be his kids. Touchy Joe. And if they're everyone's kids, there's no one's kids. Because that's the same thing with community property. Like, it's no one's property. It's everyone's property. No one's actually got any rights to it. Of course, the responsibility still just comes down to the parent. What's I that? absolutely hate this idea. What's that? The equal equal and opposite is also true. So if it's everyone's mm-hmm. kids, then it's no one's kids. Yeah. Since that works for everything. The equal equal and opposite is true. Honestly, we're seeing that around the country quite a bit. That kind of thing reminds me of what we're seeing up in Chicago when all those kids are out there looting and everything. Like, you know what? Those are community kids out there. All right. Those aren't parents' kids. Them there are the community children. And that's why they're out there looting and tearing stuff up. All right. That's the kind of thing that you get when you go down that ideology. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Well, we're always growing and changing, so getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process. One thing I learned is self-awareness. I learned how to understand situations from different points of view. Over time, we learn what our personal boundaries are and what we need to find meaning and happiness in our lives. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. I've used a therapy. It can be very beneficial. My life has gotten immensely better since trying it. And Charlie does it too. In fact, he's been a BetterHelp customer for years. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. That's betterhelp.com slash GML today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash GML. You know, while we're talking about uh, looting and all that, and I just brought up Chicago, uh, why don't we play this 20-second clip? From this person, I saw the Mises Caucus posted this out. So this is in relation to the uh, the the looting and riots or whatever you want to call it that we've seen in Chicago. Let's see uh, what is this Ariel Atkins, Black Lives Matter Chicago. Okay. Somebody decides to loot a Gucci or a Macy's or a Nike because that makes sure that that person eats. That makes sure that that person has clothes. That's reparations. That is reparations. Anything they want to take, take it because these businesses have insurance. They're going to get their money back. My people aren't getting anything. That's weird. It's theirs. These businesses have insurance. Yeah. It's totally fine. You see that Gucci, you grab that Gucci. (laughs) All right. That's reparations. That's reparations, baby. You deserve that. Can you imagine telling the community things like this and actually feeling like a good person at night and being able to, to go to bed and just the, feel good about yourself afterwards. The resentfulness and just utter hate mm-hmm. that people have. It's like you have the right to take from someone else what is not yours because you feel a certain way. 
It's so disgusting. Now, if this is reparations, and I think my comment on on this post from the Mises caucus uh, was that at least she's admitting that reparations are theft. You know, that they're the same thing. <laughs> okay. But is that reparations? Okay, well, let's tally it all up then. If you want to do that, they're talking about all this reparations got to go around. And let's also uh, look at all the other incentives that have been put out there and the war on poverty and all the money that's been spent on that. Why are we still talking about reparations? There's already been billions of dollars. Trillions. Trillions. <laughs> trillions of dollars that have been Literally. doled out. And now we got to total up all the theft, too, because the theft is reparations also. And so we might need to redo our calculations out here a little bit, you know? The debt has been paid. And, the, okay, they have insurance. Guess what happens when they get looted? Their insurance rates go up. Guess what happens? They end up leaving town. And you're seeing this all around the country right now. Walmart closing stores. All these different places closing stores right now because there's so much theft out there. And you know what happens to the community after these businesses move out? There's less jobs out there. And then the community goes downhill even further because there are not any places for people to make any income. And then they blame that on racism afterwards because all the businesses left. The businesses left because they were getting stolen from. You can't just take products from these people and say they have insurance. Because you weren't operating a business. The insurance anymore. company doesn't have insurance. So they gotta they gotta pay this. Um, they probably do have some kind of insurance, I'm yeah. sure, but I don't I doubt they insure their own risk of paying things out. Who knows? Maybe they do. But that just means they charge higher prices to the businesses, which then just go and charge higher prices to the people. People complain about why things cost more in these inner city stores. Because they got to pay for extra security. They got to pay higher insurance. They got to pay for higher rent on the buildings. And they say it's just because of racism. This happened in a town not that far mm. from where Nate and I grew up. You know, if you want to buy a mansion right now, you can get a pretty <laughs> sweet one. For, Talking about Cairo. For about fifty dollars to $100,000 in Cairo, Illinois. You can. Yeah. Eight-bedroom mansions. A beautiful. Sweet. Victorian-style mm -hmm. mansions. Mm -hmm. It's a place where three rivers meet. It's supposed to be like one of the most glorious places it's ever. Two where I think the Ohio and the Mississippi come together right there. There's like a and there at the bottom fork of three. Well, that's where they come yeah. together and yeah. they become the Mississippi. Yes. It's where the it's where the Ohio meets right there. And so there's 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 three, but it's there's a but there's two rivers. It's a big water. <laughs> Let's say that. Okay. Yeah. This was supposed to be like bigger than New York, bigger than Chicago. It should have been the Chicago. Right. Of, of Illinois. <laughs> and and what happened? What happened? Well, crime went mm. up. Businesses left. There's nothing. Mm -hmm. There's hardly anything left there anymore. You can't even, you can't sell a house if you tried. It's a great place for recording music videos, I found. Lots of abandoned warehouses. Abandoned buildings. The warehouse we recorded in last has been torn down since then. But um, some of the other buildings are are still there. Uh, that we we filmed some stuff in. But yeah, I want you to look up some pictures of Cairo, Illinois sometime. The live group says more river talk, please. Because <laughs> we were so good at, you know, yeah. conjoining. Okay, our... listen, we're not... We're, I'm not a river this expert. This is not a Rivernomics podcast, okay? <laughs> That's right. That's not what we specialize in. All I was saying is if you want to buy a mansion, <laughs> you can get a pretty cheap one. Okay. Uh, now, you might get robbed while you live there. You, there's a high probability, yeah. actually. But... If that could happen, if yeah. there's still people left to rob you. So Biden, we were talking, remember Joe Biden? He's the, uh, who's that? The, he's our resident. 
Okay. Uh, Biden defends Tennessee three during White House visit. The Tennessee three. How is this still a thing? Jesus. They are milking this sacred civil rights cow for as much as they possibly can. <laughs> okay. They're going to do it as long oh. as possible. Even though it is so, it, I cannot get past the fact that uh, one of the comments on here was, this is our, I think the person said, this is our Selma moment. And I was like, you know, okay, but that whole thing was about making sure that black people had the same rights as everyone else, you know, because there was clearly discrimination going on. That was about protecting people's rights. This is literally a movement to remove rights from people. They're not the same thing, but this is the 2023 version of the civil rights movement. And the civil rights movement is taking things away from other people. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. It's removing rights from people. That's how far we made it. So Biden defends the Tennessee three. I, there was a video associated. I'm sure it's extremely exciting to listen to. So let's listen. It really is. And uh, I know you got a chance. The vice president went down to see you. I'm sorry I couldn't be with her at the time, but uh, you know, she's standing up for her kids. You're standing up for our communities, safe communities, and democratic values. That's what it's all about. And all, all three of you speak so well about why you're doing what you did and why you continue to do it. Look, uh, what the Republican legislature did was shocking, it was undemocratic, and it was um, without any precedent. But you turn it around very quickly. And uh, look, uh, we passed the most significant gun laws that have passed in 30 years. There's more to do. Um, what happened was that we did uh, we made background checks. And okay, so... <laughs> Riveting. <laughs> Ugh. This is why you can't do a live campaign video. Because it's kind of what it it's kind of what it sounds like. And they're probably sitting there thinking, ah, oh, this moron. But they can't say that, of course. <laughs> like, oh please, Mr. Powerful White Man. When he's tell me. When he said they did a great job speaking about these things, I thought he was gonna call them like bright, articulate, and clean or something. Yeah. You know, that's just what he said about Obama. Uh, but President Joe Biden expressed support for the three Tennessee lawmakers who faced expulsion for protesting gun violence on their state house floor. We played the video. Uh, so Justin Jones, Justin Pearson, and Gloria Johnson met with Biden. And Biden. Well, I didn't see Gloria Johnson in there. You saw her legs. Was she in there? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. I cut her out. It was supposed to be just <laughs> the blacks <laughs> and yeah. Joe Biden. Right. You know. So the president commended the Tennessee Three's efforts to push forward gun reform in their state. You're standing up for our kids. You're standing up for our communities. Uh, he says that what happened was undemocratic. I would still say that interrupting the proceedings because you weren't mad about the things you were going to be voting on was actually the undemocratic thing that happened. But I don't know. I guess I'm wrong. I'm not sure. I think he also told him, he, well, he told the cameras, like, see, I told you. Black people are just as smart, just as capable <laughs> as white people. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Turns out I was right. That's great. Oh, This whole thing still is uh, driving, obviously, Charlie and I pretty nuts, and we are right here in Tennessee. We have not gone down to see the protests that happen sporadically down there. What is this? Is there like a protest like chat room everyone's in or something? Know. Is there an email list that people are on? We must be on the the wrong side of social media. Snapchat or something. I don't know how everyone hears that they're supposed to go down there. I don't know uh, how yeah. that works. 
Is there a, like a protest social media platform? Possibly. Yeah. I'm not sure. Okay, so they are out there protesting gun violence. I've been getting in arguments with people on social media all day to the point where I just muted conversations. That's what I do when our comments get real busy with people talking. I just mute them. And so I never have to see all the stupid things that people are saying. But there uh, there was the comment about this is our Selma moment. I said, well, this is actually people taking away rights. And then someone said, well, don't you think that kids have the right to go to school and not get shot? I'm like, what do you say back to that question? Because if, if I say yes, then I'm giving in to your dumbass question that you just yeah. said. Like, clearly, people have the right to go to school and not get shot. You do. That's why. Murder's illegal. That's why it's illegal. <laughs> That's why when people do that, we punish them. If they're not killed in the process, we put them in prison. That is because you had the right to not get shot. Okay, what they are actually trying to say is, well, if we just ban guns, well, then... That is protecting the kids' rights to go to school and not be shot. And once we ban these guns, then there won't be any more people with guns after that. And you won't have to worry about kids getting shot anymore, Charlie. I mean, there's already been like 397,000 school shootings this week. <laughs> so, I mean, this morning, you can't actually. tell me there's not a problem yeah. right now. Back on the how people get in these groups of protest groups, mm -hmm. um, I think T-Dub's right here. They're probably using Converso. That's probably what and it is. And that's why we don't know about it because their mm. conversations are private. So private. And encrypted. And people can't even take screenshots of the conversations and post them on Twitter or anything mm. because you can block people from taking screenshots. Yes. Things like that. And you can unsend messages after you send them. So, you know, if you guys want to organize without people finding out, as yeah. you should, you should have the right to peacefully organize, then go to our show notes and click on the link for the Converso app and text Nate at 555-184-3042. That's 555-184-3042. <laughs> That's nice, man. I like that. Get yeah. it. It's the government's least favorite app, everyone. 555-184-3042. 555-184-3042. All right. Let's move on to a couple more. There you go. <laughs> CNN slams rates may apply. <laughs> CNN slams Don Lemon's reaction to being fired from the network. Now, I thought this was especially ironic because it's CNN and they got this guy, Don Lemon, who is most famous. Well, just like Joe Biden, they're all about honesty. True. <laughs> CNN super worried about honesty for sure. Maybe that's why they fired Don Lemon. That's not exactly the reason why. Uh, we'll go through some of those. Well, Don Lemon posted this thing yesterday. Remember, this wasn't talked about as much because Tucker Carlson was also fired yesterday. And, and so the guys at CNN, they were like, all right, do it now. It's the perfect time to do this. I guarantee you that's what happened. The thing with Tucker Carlson happened. They said, okay, we've been trying to figure out how we can fire Don Lemon and not make a, an entire week's news cycle about firing Don Lemon. Here's how we do it. Everyone's going to be talking about Tucker Carlson this week. Now's the time. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what happened. Uh, so he posted this and said, I was informed this morning by my agent that I've been terminated by CNN. I'm stunned. After 17 years at CNN, I would have thought that someone in management would have had the decency to tell me directly. After all, I am black and gay. At no time was I ever given any indication. I added in some of that. At no time was I ever given any indication that I would not be able to continue to do the work I've loved at the network. It is clear there are some larger issues at play. Uh, yeah, with that said, I want to thank my colleagues and all of that stuff. Now, CNN said... Apparently, they have the most talented journalists. This happens everywhere, I guess. Everyone has the most talented journalists. Everyone just has the most talented everything. Yeah. 
Congrats, CNN, most talented journalist, 17 years running since uh, Don Lemon got there. CNN Communications says Don Lemon's statement about this morning's events is inaccurate. He was offered an opportunity to meet with management, but instead released a statement on Twitter saying that no one in management wanted to meet with them. <laughs> so here's what actually happened. They called his agent because these people are, these are, these are essentially paid actors on TV. They're stars. Okay. He's yeah. literally paid they actors on TV. negotiate contracts. <laughs> so they call his agent and say, hey, just, just let you know we're going to be letting old Donnie boy go today. Agent calls, Donnie calls Lemon, calls Donnie boy and tells him. Says, Don. And then they, t- they life- tell him, hey, you can come in and talk to management about this uh, afterwards. Instead, he tweets this thing about how no one from management contacted him. He thought he deserved more than that, whatever, uh, trying to make himself as big of a victim as possible. I just found it slightly hilarious that CNN had to fact check how this actually went down with someone who tries to fact check people all the time yeah. on air. I don't know. It's kind of telling mm-hmm. you something. Um, the next thing. What else was going on? Earlier this year, Mr. Lemon came under fire for comments he had made on air about presidential candidate Nikki Haley not being in her prime at the age of 51. Uh, people were very clearly to be uh, very clearly upset with that. Uh, when a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s, 30s, and maybe her 40s, was his, his answer. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, Lemon faced instant backlash over the comments, and he was missing from the morning show for a few days ahead of returning uh, to the air scene announced that he would undergo, uh, undergo formal training. And he posted an apology on Twitter. Earlier this month, Lemon was accused of mistreating multiple female colleagues throughout his career at CNN. So these are some of the news stories that have been coming out. Apparently, he was a very terrible person to work with. And it seems like CNN has been leaking all of these stories uh, from people like Nancy Grace uh, Kyra Phillips or Kira Phillips, I don't know. Uh, basically people who had a lot of bad interactions with him. And then there was this recent video. I don't have it pulled up. Uh, did you guys see the, did you guys see the interaction with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy? Anyone in the group see that one? Isn't that, isn't he running for president? He's running for president yeah. on the Republican side. Uh, let me just see if I can pull that up live for us. Don I actually heard him on uh, Jordan Peterson's show. How was it? It was decent. Yeah? Yeah. The guy seems like a decent person. Let me see. Trying to see if this is one of the reasons reportedly played a role in Lemon's departure. I thought this was an interesting thing to talk about regardless if we can just find the clip. There we go. So, With due respect, I find I find your explanation reductive and actually insulting, including to black Americans, to say that black people today, compared to 1964, 1865, haven't made progress in part because of the freedoms we secured. And the Second Amendment was black part people, of the Hang on, please. Freedom. I cannot keep a thought if you guys are talking to me in my ear. So uh, hang on one second. So to say that, that black people, say, say what you said again. Black people secured their freedoms after the Civil War. It is a historical fact, Don. Just study it. 
only after their Second Amendment Black rights were secured. They were not secured their freedoms after the Civil War. That is not, you're, you are discounting uh, uh, Reconstruction, you're discounting a whole host of things that happened after the Civil War when it comes to African Americans, including the whole reason that the Civil Rights Movement happened is because black people did not secure their freedoms after the Civil War, and, and that things turned around. People would, tried to change the freedoms that were supposed to And you know how they the got Civil it? War they got their Second Amendment rights, and they actually got, the NRA played a big role in that. But today, down the final... The NRA did the, not play a big role in that. Absolutely, they trained black Americans how to use firearms. That's a lie. That's not. The NRA actually, did not play a big role in that. This is just historical fact. It's, it's but down not the, historical the, fact. The, the part that I just find... because you say it's historical the fact. The part that I find insulting is when you say today black Americans don't have those rights after we have gone through civil rights revolution in this country. you are sitting here telling an African American about the rights and what you find insulting about the way I live, the skin I live in every day. Here's where you and I have a different point of view. And white that black people don't have in this he, country here, and that black people do have. Well, here's where you and I have a different point of view. I think we should be able to express our views regardless of the color of our skin. We should have this debate I'm not saying you without me regarding views, you as a black man, insulting that but you're me regarding you as a fellow citizen. That you're That's sitting what I think here, we say. whatever ethnicity you are, explaining to me whatever ethnicity about I'm, what it's like to be black Whatever ethnicity I'm, I'm, I'm I'll tell you what I am. I'm an Indian American. I'm proud of it. But I think we should have this debate. Black, white, doesn't matter. I think we should have this on debate. On the content of the idea. You what you should do it then. You see why I don't watch the news? Whatever ethnicity you are, <laughs> you're lower than me. So that was, I'm more oppressed <laughs> than you, Vivek. And I just love this idea that basically his only, skin is actually darker than Dom Lemon's. <laughs> actually, we need a comparison. Here. Yeah, let me see. Uh, yeah, I think that that might. Well, they're pretty, pretty equal. Close. Pretty, they're pretty equal close on yeah. this. I think it's the whatever ethnicity you are comment. You see the look on her face over here. She's like, oh, God, he did it again. Yeah, I'm not joining this. Yeah. This <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have to leave this show. This is a dog fight and oh, I'm a cat. Can't see that. There's <laughs> her face. All right. This is a dog fight and I'm a cat. Anyway, I'm Don, out of here. Don Lemon is gone. We know Tucker Carlson is gone. Not going to get into that anymore because I'm already sick of the conversation. That's what everyone's talking about right now. I'm just over it at the moment. Oh. That looks offensive. <laughs> what is this person going to talk about? What is this? What is happening here? Before we uh, before we round out the show, I wanted to play a few things that are going to be making it on this week's Dumb Bleep of the Week. And this is another one that I found today uh, to be troubling, I guess. And I got I actually have two left here. Oh, crap. I got a few left here that we didn't go through yet. Let me find the actual clip. Whatever happened to these things? Here we go. The last one you clicked the la on. <laughs> the very last tab that I clicked on. Now, this was a post um, talking about how we're underestimating just how commie the kids are that are coming up. All right. I know that we're kind of all over the place today, but I'm trying to preview a few things for Friday's episode uh, before we get into the dumb bleep because last week, what we have like 25 different things to vote on. It was like 14, but mm -hmm. one of them had eight or nine videos inside yeah. of it. The trans was a big one. That was a big, yeah, I think that was number nine, and there were seven or eight different topics inside yeah. of that. Lots of trans. So, Charlie, I want you to listen to the children. This person's very calm. Once the calmly explained to you. 
is a message to all the Republicans funded by the NRA, and this was inspired by a fantastic paper written by Chloe. Let me tell you something. Gen Z has sat by and Who's Chloe? watched as our friends and our family members are killed in schools and a gun epidemic has overtaken this country. We have sat by and we have idly watched over and over and over again as you value NRA money and the right to a gun over our lives. But this is what you do not understand. We are no longer watching. We are now voting. We are now in the streets and I would be scared. Your time has come and 2024 will be ugly. We are over this. Martin was a 14 year old boy at Stoneman Douglas High School. He wanted to grow up and be in the Navy. He got shot and killed. You took away his right to be safe in school and grow up with life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I promise you, you should be scared for 2024 because we are coming. We are coming. This is a message. Mm. It reminds me of that video. You took away <laughs> this kid's right. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Not the person who actually shot no. the guy. No, not that person. Yeah. You. No. You mm -hmm. did. Not the deranged individual. It kind of uh. reminds me of, uh, you remember that crazy video of the Joker in the Dark Knight where he's like, they, they play it on the news. It's like this real serious part of the movie. That's about how crazy this kid seems to me right now. He's all upset. He can barely talk. Sounds like he's about to start crying. I mean, first off, he needs to check his privilege because he is white. Mm. He's in a vehicle and he has yeah. a phone. It looks like a rather nice vehicle, actually. And he's trying to pretend like he's got problems. He knows nothing about problems. Okay? Yeah. He knows nothing. Well, all of his friends are dead. Remember the 327,000 school shootings this week? Yeah. All of his friends are dead. Now, this is the sad part because I, I brought this up because I've been talking to people about this on Twitter today until I muted the conversation because I was sick of it. But... The idea here is that because Republicans didn't vote to take away guns from people, that they are the ones who are responsible for that kid who died. I'm sad about the kid dying, okay? Said he wanted to be in the Navy and all that, uh, okay? That's sad. It is, but we've, we have actually brought up a generation of kids, and I, I hope it applies to a smaller portion of them than it, than it seems like it, but, but we've basically convinced them that it just has to do with what laws you pass and whatever the government wants to do. If the government decides that they want to take away guns from dangerous people, then no more dangerous people will have guns and people won't die in shootings anymore. Yeah. And therefore, they're very mad because they perceive this as literally all it takes is a vote and these kids won't die anymore. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, that's because you're taking that NRA money. That's what it is. It's all about money. And we're team. not going to see a rise in violent knife crime. No. Like they are in the UK. We won't, we won't <laughs> decide that we can seize people's kitchen knives yeah. eventually. Mm -hmm. And it's not only that, like we're still entertaining the idea like you could actually take the guns away in the first place. And you can't take the guns away. The person who committed that crime, I can't remember at that high school, the Stoneman Douglas, uh, did that person die in the shooting or were they arrested? I think they were arrested. I think they were. Okay. Pretty sure. That's the one that the David Hogg was at, right? <clears throat> He was at all of them. That's true. <laughs> but I think that's the one that David Hogg was at. Pretty sure. Okay. He was arrested. Um, these kids like this, I wanted to make sure we talked about it before Wednesday for tomorrow's episode because I have to be really positive. Uh, but this is a problem. Okay. And I don't know if this kid's too old to get spanked, but he needs, <laughs> <laughs> he needs some corporal he needs punishment to go pick out right now. Switch. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't spank your kids, folks. Okay. As a non-parent, I'm a big, I'm a big proponent of spanking. All right. That's what we got to do. Oh, 
Oh, oh, we're at 50 minutes already, to, and I still have a couple videos. to pick out a switch. What a what a jumbled up mess this has been. You know what? I, get, I bet he doesn't have a dad at home. <laughs> <laughs> well, if he does, his dad sucks. I can tell you that. Mm. Now, here's the deal. The main topic for today is, as always, the truth, because we continue to be controlled by people who not only don't speak the truth, they mostly speak in lies. And the bigger problem, it's not that Joe Biden is out there lying, because honestly, he's un, he's unaware of it, okay? <laughs> but all these other people that are out there lying too. Gaslighting, it, manipulating. It's people that go along with it, and then it's people who aren't skeptical enough to dig into things for themselves. It's people who make decisions based off of their emotions. Like this kid that we were just playing He's probably to the age where he could start to question things, right? He doesn't know a thing yet. He doesn't know anything, okay? He's still in high school, obviously, it seems like. But when it comes to all these things that we've we've looked at, they're all things based on lies. When it comes to this kid being mad about uh, mad about guns and people getting killed at school, what lies are those based on? First off, you lie to people by manipulating the statistics on mass shootings. We talk about those things. They actually will see a chart that says there's been 104 school shootings in 2023 so far, and they will believe that and think that there's been 104 school shootings like the Covenant shooting that we just saw that have already happened this year, and that's clearly not the case. They'll see the mass shooting number, and they won't realize that 95% of it was like crime-related things you know, gang related, gang related, or just say gang related, or just crime related type situations, um, domestic violence, stuff like that. It's it's not what people are talking about. Then they think that the only reason people want to support your right to have a gun is because we've been paid off by the NRA. Someone on Twitter said "f you" and your NRA money to me earlier. Mm. I don't have any NRA money. If they want to sponsor I, the show, they can. If they want to, but I. Got a few things to tell them about how terrible they are on gun rights, <laughs> but we'll talk about it at least. But they think that's the only reason that you would support those things. That's not that's true. That's because a bunch of politicians are out there saying this is the problem of the NRA and the gun lobbyists. And then those politicians have told them that if we just make a law, well, that's going to solve their problems. The dangerous people aren't going to have the guns anymore, just like the drug addicts won't have the drugs and, and all of that. They We got to do something. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to solve the problem. You, we talked, we showed the video uh, with the girl talking about the looting and the reparations. Well, that mentality comes from the idea that everyone is still so oppressed that there's just no way, if you're a certain skin color, that you could possibly get ahead, that we have a systemically racist country that is purposefully still holding certain people down. And that if you go out there and you steal from these stores, which, by the way, are basically stealing from you by charging you money for things. And they probably got rich, fat cat owners on yachts and stuff like that, which is basically theft and it's only greed and it's only terrible. Well, then that ends up being, well, we can just loot stores because they owe us the money anyway. And that's reparations that, that, that we're owed from people because they've been told that also. All of these things have to do with people giving in to, to lies. Or just people lying to them constantly. Magoo makes about a good things. point here and says, wait till they find out how many kids have been killed when the populist isn't armed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot. A, a lot, a lot. But that so. wasn't real. That wasn't real communism. That's just good. They had they have bad leaders, you know. Well, probably the NRA was then a too. Far right extremist. True. 
Yeah. Hmm. That's why you took away guns. <laughs> There you go. All right, let's go home. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, like I said, go download that app, Converso. You want your conversations to be private. I want your conversations to be private. It's the only true privacy app out there. The other guys all suck. WhatsApp, Signal, they share your data, Mm -hmm. folks. Go look it it up, you know? know, I mean, otherwise, how would you use their service without ever paying them any money? They sell your information. They do. So go to the link in the show notes. Text Nate, 555-184-3042, and uh, and live a, at least have your conversations private. You Mm -hmm. can live a little bit more privately. It's encrypted. There's no data stored. All you need is your phone number to sign up. They don't ask you your name, your birthday, your social security number, none of that. Just your phone number. And there's Charlie's personal private phone number posted once again in the Fed Haters Club. So you want to go to joingmail.com. Yeah, joingmail.com to join the Fed Haters Club or godhatesfeds.com. Pick up a t-shirt and there's a link for the Fed Haters Club. And share the show with a friend. That's how you can do, uh, that's how you can support us. You can support our advertisers. You can support um, uh, the show freely or by joining the live group. That'll cost you a little bit of money. Or... The free way to do it is just share the show around. We have been seeing the numbers go up lately, mm-hmm. which has been nice. So it we has appreciate been nice. all of you doing that. We have been hard at work. We recently were released from our TikTok shadow ban, which has been nice. Um, so things are potentially looking up. We may have weathered the storm. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting my hopes up because hope is a bad thing. I don't care what Obama says. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't get your hopes up. You got to keep fighting through the storm. Uh, but we appreciate every single one of you that stick with us, all the new listeners, everybody that keeps sharing the show. We couldn't do it without you. So we appreciate that. So do all those things. And if you do, we'll be back again together on Friday for Dumb Bleep of the Week. But for an interview tomorrow? Um, I think tomorrow will just be a... Was the interview written down on the schedule out there? I don't remember. Tomorrow is a Nate solo or an interview, yeah. and then Thursday is a Nate solo or interview. And then Friday, we're back again for some dumb bleep of the week. So, Yep. All right, y'all. Do all those things. We'll be back then. Hope you have a good day and a good morning. Liberty. And I had a nurse named Pearl Nelson, military. She'd come in and do things that I don't think you learn in medical school, in nursing school. She'd whisper in my ear. I didn't, couldn't understand her. She'd whisper. She'd lean down. He'd actually breathe on me to make sure that I was, that there was a connection, a human connection. She even went home and brought back her pillow from her own bed because he didn't knew the one I had the one comfortable. But I'm not joking. <laughs>